For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. everybody we are back this is our friday show and we've been talking uh, with matthew eichard all this week and uh once again thank you uh for just all your answers matthew all your wisdom uh, appreciate it and know that many will be uh blessed by it um so yesterday we talked about pornography and now we're continuing uh with uh, sexual sin um so the scenario is you've got a student who comes up to you and says look i know Sex before marriage isn't, you know, the best thing. But, you know, how far is too far? Um, you know, this could be a girl or a boy coming to you uh, saying they're struggling uh, in this area with their girlfriend or boyfriend. How far is too far? What are some boundaries? Uh, something along those lines. So what, what advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, my, my sarcastic self just kind of wants to, to launch in there and say, <laughs> You know, you're really asking the wrong question um, because I think, you know, at one level when you're saying how far is too far, or how far can I go before I step over the boundary? You know, you, you're, you're not asking a how can I pursue holiness question. You're asking how, 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 how much can I get away with before I actively sin? Exactly. Um, and that's, you know, that's just not healthy. Um, I think, again, though, the place where I would actually want to start is, you know, just by recognizing that a student is coming to you and asking a question that is extremely personal in nature, um, asking a question that has, you know, a lot of potential ramifications, um, and asking a question, I, I guess if I could be so bold as to say, that probably has more going on behind the scenes than, than the actual question gets at. Um, and, and by that I mean... It's been my experience, and granted, I'm not the most experienced youth pastor in the world, but typically it's been my experience that when an individual comes and asks a question of, how far can I actually go before I cross a line, that individual has probably already crossed lines they didn't want to cross mm. with, with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. They're probably asking a question after the fact, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they've gone all the way or, or actually had, you know, sex with their boyfriend or girlfriend, but, you know, the kissing or the touching may have gone further than they were comfortable with. And so they're, they're in their own mind trying to figure out, okay, have I committed a sin? Is what I'm currently doing bad or not? Mm -hmm. Um, does that make sense, John? Absolutely. I was going to say, I think that's wisdom, uh, to, to kind of try to back up a few steps and say, okay, why is the student coming to me with this question? Mm -hmm. um, once again, uh, I agree them sharing this very personal uh, question is something to be applauded and to enter in with, with grace, but to try to start backing up and say, okay, what's really going on uh, behind the scenes? I think that's, that's wisdom for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think taking that into consideration, um, one of the ways that I would want to help a student answer that question is instead of just sort of serving as the Bible answer guy, 
is to say, okay, well, you know, John or Bob or Joel or just t- tell me what you know about God's design for for sex, you know, and, and just kind of listen to that student and make that student rehearse biblical truth in his own head mm-hmm. out loud um, and say, well, okay, you know, God has created it as something good, but there are, you know, certain parameters that God has placed around our sexual activity and ultimately, you know, sex is to be enjoyed in the context of marriage between a husband and a wife. You know, as they say those things, they're actually, you know, building those boundaries for themselves. And I think, you know, as you continue to think through that, um, you're helping them, you know, basically build their own worldview based upon the the foundation of Scripture, Mm. Um, which is going to be far more useful than you just saying, here are five things you can do and five things you shouldn't do. because again, I think when we recognize God's design for human sexuality, um, it is something sexuality or, or sex is something to be celebrated within the context of covenant marriage. It's something to be enjoyed within the context of covenant marriage, and, and something to be reserved for the context of covenant marriage. Yeah, um, and I think too, just jumping in here, I think it's wise to to put that back on the student because. Um, you know, yeah, they, they might have talked to somebody else about this, but chances are they've just been kind of internalizing this issue and thinking about it. And to get them to actually voice it and say, you know, certain things can actually help drive that truth home a little bit more um, and can kind of shoot down some of their arguments and their defenses they might, they might have set up because they, they hear themselves saying this truth and they realize, wow, okay, I'm buying into something that's foolish, um, mm-hmm. something that's opposed to scripture, and they, they hear themselves say that, and it can, yeah, resonate all the more. So I think that's 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 wise. Yeah. Um, I, I think when you kind of get down, you know, if you if you've addressed it at a high level and had a student think through his or her worldview there, um, I, I think when you kind of get down to the nuts and bolts of that question, then it, it just becomes a matter of what you know what what are you really hoping to get out of this particular relationship by entering into you know physical affection with one another um and i think you know if you if you pose that question it it becomes difficult really to answer that question in in a god honoring way um and Again, I'm, I'm not here to say there, you can never do this, never do this, never do this, never do this, never do that before you're married. But what does it look like to actively pursue holiness? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like to, to recognize that God has given this great gift of physical unity to a husband and wife and that following that prescription ultimately is what is best for us, even in a fallen world? Um, also recognizing that God brings great um, redemption into our lives from past failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just, just trying to constantly move that student toward a, a mindset, toward a heart that says, how can I pursue 
the, the holiness of God here? How can I pursue God's, God's prescription um, for purity here? Um, how can I embrace the calling again to confession and repentance? If there has been, you know, um, what would be undeniably sinful behavior in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Staying on this topic, but kind of moving it to a different context. Um, how often, and I don't know what your large groups, small groups are like, but do you mm-hmm. deal with this topic of biblical sexuality on a continual basis? Because we know, uh, you know, issues surrounding sex and sexuality yeah. are coming up constantly. So uh, are you able to deal with that in your youth group or are your families <laughs> on board where you can talk about that? I mean, just any advice to any of that, because it does seem like some of that, if you are able to address it in a large group, you're able to, to be imparting this biblical worldview to students that hopefully they'll be carrying into these relationships. Yeah. Um, I can tell you in the, in the six full years that I've, I've been here at Clemson Prez, um, we have had at least, you know, one, um, you know, one solid opportunity to have this conversation every single, um, every single year. Um, like you said, this is one of the primary conversations that our culture is having right now. You know, what is human sexuality? How is it defined? What kind of practices are normative? Um, what's what's healthy sexual development look like for a teenager? Um, you know, I think by and large, you know, our culture would say that experimentation is a very healthy, natural, normal part of life. And so go for it. And you know, that doesn't even get into the issue of technology and sexuality and and all the rest. And so we we try to meet that head on. Um, now, I, I know people differ on this. Um, and I know, to be honest with you, John, not all of our families have been as comfortable with those conversations as others. Um, the last time that we did this, um, we actually spent four weeks uh, on this issue of human sexuality Um and some of our parents chose for their, their students not to be involved in those four weeks of youth group, mm-hmm. which, again, is, is entirely their, their prerogative. And I lean for on sure. their wisdom parents. Um, but um, I, I maybe lean toward the side of being more explicit than most in the way that I have conversations with our students, because the, <laughs> most of them know far more mm-hmm. than, than we think they do. Absolutely. Um, and most of them, quite frankly, have been really, really misinformed. Um, and so I think it's good for us as a church to say, hey, yeah, OK, at some level, this could be an awkward conversation. These are probably not things that you're used to you know, hearing in the context of the church, but they should be. Absolutely. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, let's, you know, let's define things. Let's use the terms. Let's let's just live this life together in in all the aspects of what it means to be human and Christian together. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, e- even recognizing that in the moment for some of our students, it has been awkward. You know, there's, kind of, there's usually not a lot of questions or <laughs> eye contact during this. You ask the question and you just hear crickets. Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. They, uh, but they've, they've also been very well received mm-hmm. and, there's usually a lot of conversation after the fact mm-hmm. uh, around those things. 
Yeah. And let's give just a, a couple of things as we're, we're saying, maybe some more practical things. One, just I'm always thinking of resources and people are going to get sick of hearing me say this certain resource, mm-hmm. but Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy um, mm-hmm. is an excellent book. And she has an entire chapter that deals with the hookup culture. Um, specifically on college campuses, but just does a lot of research into that. That's very insightful, very helpful. Um, that, uh, yeah, is just helpful for this discussion. Uh, second thing is, um, you know, my former youth group at Peer Orchard Prez in Ridgeland, Mississippi, um, we, we had a couple of different times where we talked about biblical sexuality. I mean, one time we had an entire 12-week um topic on just broadly biblical sexuality and then another 12 weeks on homosexuality. And mm-hmm. anytime we did those discussions, you know, I got permission from our youth committee yes. um, and I had that discussion with them first and we all, all the parents got to chime in on it. And then we created a letter together that was going to go mm-hmm. out to all of the parents as well as the session. So that's just kind of some practical advice. If there's a youth worker out there listening and they're thinking, you know what, I'm going to talk about, sex this Wednesday and just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, please just, you know, use some yeah. wisdom, some discernment there. Um, you know, have some, some people involved uh, in those channels. Um, so those yeah. are just some things that came to mind. I'll echo that, John. There was, I mean, that, that has typically been our practice all along the way to at least, you know, in some tangible way, inform our parents that these are issues that we're going to discuss uh, either at a retreat or in a youth group context or a small group context. Um, there was one time when I, I recognized that I failed to do that, and that that did not go well. <laughs> With the students, it was fine, but but yes, absolutely inform your parents, give them the opportunity to be active in the discipleship of their children. Um, give them the opportunity to decide whether that's something they want their students to be engaged with or not. Um, and I would say, you know, if if that that feedback or that interaction with parents is going to be valuable as you come alongside them, too, um, because, you know, for some parents, they may just have a better read on their children than you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shocker yeah. there, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, for other parents, there may be an opportunity to say, you know what, it's great that that your son, your daughter, you know, chose not to attend or you chose not to attend. But let's recognize that these are issues that, that maybe need to be sc- discussed, things you can't hide from, things you need to be interacting with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but absolutely it's something that we want to teach on and, and we'll continue to teach on. Mm-hmm. And, and Yeah, and echo what you said. It's just it's something our culture never stops talking about. And so we need to, as a church, be talking about this inside the house. Parents need to be talking about it. Um, churches, youth groups from the pulpit, small groups, whatever. Um, it needs to be discussed. Our our children are are desperate for answers. Um, we need Mm -hmm. to show them how the word of God speaks to this issue. Um, so Matthew, again, it's been so much fun getting to talk to you. I appreciate you. I know you've carved out a lot of time out of your schedule, uh, to be on this podcast, uh, to share, uh, these answers. And we, we pray it's, it's our prayer, uh, that this, helps encourage and equip other youth workers um, all across the world, ultimately. So uh, thank you, Matthew. Uh, You're welcome, John.